Welcome to Keeks Cast, the podcast with discussions of practical theology that seek to offer God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. I am your host, Keegan Richardson, and it is the start of a new week. It is Monday morning, and we are continuing our theme of God's holiness, the fact of the matter that God is a holy God. And this is actually our last week going through this theme until we start a new theme next week on God's omnipotence or the fact that God is almighty. Well, today we are focusing on an Old Testament passage that is found in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel is a weird book. It's got a lot of weird things going on in it. But Ezekiel has a passage found within it in Ezekiel chapter chapter 36 that points to the fact of regeneration. It points to the truth that we were once dead, unable to love God, unable to obey God, unable to care about the things God cares about and to love our neighbor until he made us spiritually alive by his spirit. He put a new spirit in us. He changed out our heart of stone and gave us a heart of flesh that we may love him and that we may see how in need of grace that we are and that we may run to him uh, in faith and repentance. But today I want to point to two ideas and I hope to reconcile them with the discussion of this passage today. That the holiness of God is not stagnant on one hand and because it is not stagnant, it points to the truth that the holiness of God also points to his grace as well. And because his character is glorious and perfect and in kind and gracious, he does for us what we can't do for ourselves. And I want to be careful with saying that because I think you can kind of turn it into this life coaching Um, kind of just like sprinkles and candy theology idea. But by that, I mean, he gives us grace where we could not attain uh, the righteousness of God for ourselves. He gives us the righteousness of Christ and he accounts to us the perfect life of Christ on our account. So I'm going to start, stop prefacing the passage today and just jump in and read it. The specific daily reading for today, if you're following the devotional curriculum, is Ezekiel 36, 23, but I'm going to read 22 and 23 to start. So it says this, Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, in which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. So what's happening here is that God is pronouncing judgment on the people of Israel for their refusal to keep the covenant of God, that God will be their only God, and he will be their people. They have began worshiping and partnering with other nations and their gods, the gods of Egypt and Tyre and um, I'm pretty sure some Babylonian gods are in here. But what is happening is that Babylon has um, 
already started capturing the people of Israel. And I think it's in Ezekiel 33, we are told by an Israelite refugee that the nation of Israel has fallen, that Babylonian Babylon has be, really been uh, began burning it to the ground. And we see that this is judgment for their idolatry and their refusal to worship God and God alone. So he is telling uh, Ezekiel to go tell the people that God is about to act. But in this part of Ezekiel, we're really getting more to the gracious aspect of the entire book, that God is going to act not because of what the people of Israel have done good, but because he is holy and that he is going to prove that he is holy in his actions, which is really the whole point of today's episode, that God's holiness points to his graciousness. It will also point to judgment, which we have seen through this entire theme of God's holiness, but also specifically in the book of Ezekiel. However, it points to God's grace, and and hopefully I'll get to point that out later in this episode. But I mentioned uh, a big doctrine that is found in this aspect of Ezekiel 36 a few weeks ago, Um, and I want to read that aspect of Ezekiel 36 and talk about that truth. So it starts in verse 26, and it says this, And I will give you a new heart, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. So, a few different things. One, we're talking about the doctrine of regeneration is what we would call it in theological terms. The doctrine of regeneration is that we were once spiritually dead, unable to please God, unable to seek after God, and unable to see the need for our condition, the need for grace for our condition. And God, in his graciousness, makes us spiritually alive through his spirit to where we can now see um, the tragedy of our spiritual condition. And not only can we see the tragedy of our condition, he doesn't leave us there, but he causes us to run to him in repentance and faith. This spirit that God is putting in us is making us spiritually alive once again. We are no longer a heart of stone, but now a heart of flesh, a heart that is beating and that is warm and not cold or or hard, but is warm and soft and is realizing the need for God, realizing the need that if God doesn't act, then we are utterly doomed. And that's exactly what is happening here, is that God pronounces in 22 and in 32 that it is not for the sake of Israel that he is acting, but for the sake of his holy name that he is acting. And he is causing them um, to see that his holiness is why he's doing what he's doing, which is leading to his graciousness even on the people of Israel, that he did not let Babylon utterly destroy them, but that he was gracious to them so that they could see their wicked ways, and then he is causing them to turn back and placing them in their original nation, which he promised their ancestors. 
And this relationship with the ancestors of Israel um, brings to mind the covenant language that's found all throughout the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, that the fact of the matter is of the biblical narrative is that God is the only one keeping this covenant that he has made with his people. Time and time again, they fall into idolatry. They fall into the worship of foreign gods, of um, disobeying the commands of God, which he explicitly said not to do. And God, time and time again, uh, pronounces judgment. And then he pronounces a fulfillment of both halves of the covenant, that God is really the only covenant keeper when it comes to his great covenants with his people. And it points to the fact that God is the one that has to really do all the work in the work of salvation for it to really matter. And we've been talking about regeneration in this passage today, and it really reminds me of the book of Titus. Uh, In the book of Titus chapter 3, we're actually given this word regeneration in light of the Holy Spirit. So we see the Old Testament truth of regeneration in Ezekiel 36. Let's now move to the New Testament in Titus chapter 3, and we'll start in verse number 3. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And in verse number eight, he he continues with this saying is trustworthy, and he'll continue the rest of the letter calling them to devote themselves to good works. But the truth of the matter is what I want to focus on here is that In Ezekiel 36, God is giving them a new spirit to vindicate his name and according to his own holiness. In light of the person of Christ, God has poured out his spirit on us to wash us, to save us, um, to wash us by the washing of regeneration and renewal. In Christ, we are new people. We are a new creation. The past is no longer um, our destiny and it will no longer affect our um, truth of eternity in light of the person of God. And that is only because of the finished work of Christ. So this is the end of the matter. All has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments. I'm your host, Keegan Richardson, and this has been 